0: This is Crime Connections, and we're your hosts. I'm Jackie. And I'm Leah. Today, we are not presenting a full case. We will be discussing a popular case in the media currently, but due to it being an ongoing case, we thought we could bring some facts and discuss our opinions, Mm -hmm. but not really deliver the whole thing. Yeah. So, as well, we will also be bringing to you some updates from previous cases that we have covered in the past that have new information coming Mm -hmm. out currently which is also really cool because obviously the more information the better when it comes to cases so on the early morning of november 13th 2022 four university of idaho college students were tragically stabbed to death in their shared rental home near campus the victims included madison mogan zaina Kernadel, kaylee gonkels and ethan chapman Madison and Zayna lived in the house while Kaylee had recently moved out, but returned for a nearby party, and Ethan was Zayna's boyfriend spending the night. So earlier that evening, Ethan and Zayna had attended an on-campus party while Madison and Kaylee had been at a downtown sports bar before returning home. They were all back at the house at about 1.56 a.m. There were several unanswered phone calls made by Kaylee and Madison to her former boyfriend, during the early morning hours, but the police ruled him out as a suspect. Two surviving roommates were in the house at the time, but were not attacked. Initially, it was reported that they were both on the ground floor and did not wake during the killings. However, later information suggested that one of them was on the second floor and heard sounds from Zena's room. Possibly Zena or Kaylee speaking, and even witnessed a figure dressed in black clothing and a mask leaving the premises.
1: That's so frightening
0: yes security cameras recorded sounds of whimpering a loud thud and a dog barking at about 4 17 a.m no 9 calls were made until about 11:58 a.m the next day so or the next day as in
1: yeah like earlier that, that later that morning yes
0: yeah um and then when police arrived they found the door open with no signs of forced entry or missing items The murders occurred between 4 a.m. and 425 a.m., and all victims were found in their beds on the second floor or the third floor of the house. Despite the tragedy, Kaylee's... Right, that's Kaylee. Mm -hmm. Kaylee's dog was discovered alive and unharmed in the house. The identity of the 911 caller was not released, and they were not considered a suspect. The case remains unsolved, and the investigation is ongoing.
1: Right, and it hasn't... At least I don't think it's really come out what the two... Surviving roommates' role was in it. I think that that's still kind of,
0: yeah, that's kind of still up in the air. And also because I, from I know what I've read. Yeah,
1: because I, I, I know that some people were like, well, the surviving roommates were they were they found sleeping when the police came and found the dead bodies. I don't know if that's ever has that ever been. Um, so put there's
0: out a lot there? of rumors going around about them that I have found, mm-hmm. such as they were in on it, they knew the killer, they this, oh, they that, okay. they this. Okay. Now from evidence that's out mm-hmm. no that's not the case um well
1: especially i feel like if one of them saw the murderer like leaving the house i wonder if they just like pulled themselves up in their room like terrified to come out mm-hmm. i mean you, you don't know what you would but do you in also that have to realize they
0: were drinking
1: they were at that's college true. parties yeah. Do you think that they could have slept through it a hundred percent one hundred percent and they probably they well, and they could have still been found sleeping when police came. Yeah, if they, they were, were hung still, over yeah, and felt like that's crap, very true. like
0: that's not so outlandish to me. No, and it's not. It's like I—I I I mean, of course, people are always suspicious, so they're going to. Well, blame. and
1: sometimes I think people want to try to find something, mm-hmm, that's even not though there. it's not there. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. So someone has been arrested. It's twenty-eight-year-old Brian Koberger. He was taken into custody by an FBI SWAT team and Pennsylvania State Police on December 30th of 2022 at the home of his parents' house in Monroe County, Pennsylvania.
1: He looks scary. Yes. I just want to put that out there. Yes. I've I, seen the picture. I'm sure everyone's seen a picture of him circulating in the news. Scary. Yes. Well, it also doesn't help that he never smiles. He's that too. He's always very, yes, like, very somber. very, serious. Mm-hmm. Well, on the way – again, you're getting – having a camera in your face but the way he like stares mm-hmm. at the camera it's like he's staring it's very Ted Bundy yeah thank you that is a great mm-hmm. yes I that's see what it, it reminds me of yep that is very true because when
0: you look at any footage or picture of Ted Bundy he's exactly the same yes
1: like mm-hmm. very intense stare like, like he's looking into the, your eyes through that camera yes creepy into creepy your creepy into your soul yes
0: I do agree so the way they connected him to the case in general so in the summer of 2022 he moved to washington state to pursue a phd at the washington state university in pullman its campus is about eight miles west of moscow at that time the killings he was a student in the criminology and had completed his first semester there nine days before his arrest So, Brian had been teaching as an assistant at the Washington State University, and less than two weeks before the murders, faculty members met with him Mm -hmm. to discuss growing concerns about his behavior at the school. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because then he got fired. Yes. Okay. So, then Brian was terminated from his teaching assistant role on December 19th of 2022. The decision being based on his performance as a teaching assistant, including his failure to meet the norm of professional behavior and his interactions with the faculty. So his behavior was just not right. Not up to snuff. Yes. So then, you know, he's close. He's very close to the Yeah, he's the not school. far. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how they're connecting him and making the connection, obviously. When I, I remember when this came out, it was huge. Like It Me was too,
1: all over the media. Because it was so... Tragic. Yeah, and it was really crazy how four college students were murdered and no one had any idea how it happened. I mean, I remember how scared that whole university seemed. I yeah. remember hearing kids were like, I'm not going back to school mm-hmm. They don't know well, what Because happened. they had no idea who it was. Yeah. They had no that idea were my where child, they were. Yeah, if my child went to that university, I'd be like, yeah, you're not going back. You're just going to stay home until they figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's just Oh, I would horrible. not. I would be like, you need
0: to come home this instant. We are not poor getting you killed.
1: And those poor families. I just, oh, I know. I remember and how sad it was. And the parents, when they were on the news and grieving, just seeing how heartbroken they were mm-hmm. and not knowing what had happened to their loved ones. And I know too, there was a lot of um, controversy because the families, the investigators weren't really giving them a lot of information. Mm -hmm. They weren't really keeping them in the loop and the families were rightfully upset and they were coming out and saying, yeah, we're not getting told much and we're finding things out when they're being released to the news. And I remember feeling so bad for them because how I understand to an extent that they can't, give them all the information but before you release anything to the public you should be letting the families of these victims know first what's going on for
0: sure I also understand though I think we're demanding a lot like your your children were murdered and there's what evidence they have I would I understand you want to know answers and you want them right now and then, but at the same time you want whoever to, whoever it was to be convicted. Well,
1: I think the problem they had was that they were releasing evidence to the public before they were even Which telling I totally the family. I
0: totally disagree with.
1: And that's the part that, that I felt aspect, really, yeah. yes, that aspect. Cause I think the families were like, okay, we know you have your jobs to do. Like we're not going to, you know, push it or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I remember one of the victim's fathers coming out and saying, why am I hearing about this on the news? Why am I not hearing it from the detectives themselves? And I remember just feeling really sad for him in that moment Mm -hmm. because if that were me and that were my child, I'd want to know too. Why am I finding out with the rest of the world? I should be finding out first. But I do also agree like with what you said. I think that the investigators, I think that they were on a path. They had this suspect in their like line mm-hmm. of vision and I think they were just trying like you said they were trying to do their due diligence to be able to arrest him and make sure yep. it sticks and also yep. I'm assuming they have not dealt with something
0: like this before yeah for a very small that's a big deal you yes. know what I mean it's not like oh someone got killed in a car accident Mm-mm. due to a drunk driver no this is these children were murdered
1: mm-hmm. you know and in their home in their beds yes and
0: i don't i mean it wasn't they, i don't think they handled it correctly but mm-hmm. i think they handled it as best as, as, they, best could as they could they yep. could because they've never dealt with this now i understand that's not the best excuse especially when it comes to someone's loved one mm-hmm. like you don't you can't excuse it but, but at who's the same time, to say
1: what would have been the right way to handle mm-hmm. it like you said they're doing the best that they know how mm-hmm. and even if that's not what we think is the best it's They're doing their best. Yes. And they, they did arrest someone for it.
0: Yeah. And pretty quickly, Yeah, I would say. You know, I am, a month. It was only a month after. Yeah. I'm typically not... I wouldn't say I'm against police at all because I'm not. But when it comes to our cases, mm-hmm. we're typically not on the police's side because unfortunately mm-hmm. they mess up and it screws the case. Yep. But in this instant, I would say give grace because mm-hmm. this is a giant case and it wasn't even just locally huge it was nationally huge it was all over the news and the media so i feel like they're doing as best as they could in the situation that they were given well and
1: i'm sure they were given um i mean we even kind of have it here that they were given over fifteen thousand tips Mm -hmm. on the case Mm -hmm. it's a lot of tips to have to go through in such a short period of time too yeah yeah And to be able to kind of like go from those tips and be able to narrow it down to a suspect. It's Mm -hmm. like you said, in such a short time, give a little grace. Yes. And so going into the case a little bit
0: more, the evidence that they had is the coroner conducted autopsies on the four victims. On November 17th, she said that they all appeared to have been stabbed multiple times with fatal wounds in the chest and upper body with a large knife. Now, they couldn't determine if it was the same knife, mm-hmm. but if it wasn't the same knife, it was very they're all very similar. Yeah. And then at least one of the victims had defensive wounds which wasn't the case with all of them mm-hmm. on her hands and possibly more appear to have tried to fend off the attacker but the victims may have been attacked while sleeping in their beds. So not all of them showed those defensive wounds because more than likely they were sleeping. Unfortunately, none of them had showed signs of sexual assault, which is always um, good. A little light in the tragic scenario, a surviving roommate who saw the suspect described him as a male stranger around five feet, 10 inches, not very muscular, but athletically built with bushy eyebrows. Now, to say that description, I feel like that's pretty. Like, you would just tell, you have had to be kind quick. of
1: close Yeah, Or not quick. Pretty close. Like, yeah. you were just saying. Yeah, it's like. Because, like, right now, I'm just sitting across the table from you and I can see your eyebrows, but we're within, like, I can reach out and touch you. Yeah. So, so to be able just- to see at night, like in the early hours, mm-hmm. to that's see that pretty- they have bushy eyebrows, yeah. and I'm like, you where- had to have gotten a good look. At the person, for yeah. sure. And also,
0: were the lights on? Like, because that would determine... Like, if yeah. the lights were on, like, I were could there, see
1: further, but... Or were there street lights? Like, how... how, Yeah. Like, was it a light from well, their did room? did you see, him in, the house did or you see him in the house Was it yeah. I thought that it came out that the suspect um, walked down the hallway and that the roommate came out of their room and, and then, like, went saw, back saw him walk by... I think you're right. I think that did happen. In. Yeah. And
0: I think he might have walked in a few of the rooms and didn't do anything and walked out. Yes. And, which so creepy. So creepy. Like yeah. I cannot even imagine. So like you were saying, they got a ton of tips. Mm-hmm. And a, the reason they got so many is one, they created a phone tip line and then an email. And like we said, this was a national mm-hmm. story. So unfortunately, I would imagine a lot of people were tipping just to. Tip. Oh, yeah. That does happen quite often. And then you also have the media, mm-hmm. which they went nuts out for this case. They were outside of the house, they were outside of the parents' house, they were outside of the suspect's house. Like it was a bit of a crazy time. So then after receiving hundreds of tips from the public, on December 15th, police announced that they were searching records of approximately 22,000 mm-hmm. fifth-generation Hyundai Elantras made between 2011 and 2013. A camera in the area captured a video of an Elantra around the time of the murders, which investigators noticed had made multiple passes along the same route near the residence. Another surveillance recording obtained by investigators also showed an Elantra passing the victim's home Three times, beginning around 3:29 a.m. At 4:04 a.m., the Elantra returned to the home for the fourth time, and then at 4:20 a.m., the car had been seen speeding away from the victim's neighborhood,
1: which clearly yeah, like that's so, I mean, the car that's you're looking, the looking for.
0: Craziest thing, because what are you doing? Do like what are you? Why are you driving around? So yes. Much?
1: I hope someone would want to look at my car if I was going back and forth from someone's
0: at that time at of that day. time. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? That's
1: so suspicious. Yes.
0: So then that's when they traced the ownership of this car to the local individual, Brian. Mm-hmm. He was driving around with his father to Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania for the holidays. He was pulled over twice within a nearly five mile radius by Indiana State Police. On Interstate 70 outside of Greenfield, Indiana For speeding and tailgating
1: But there was no like be on the lookout yet Mm -hmm. For his car Oh my gosh So then uh, investigators
0: obtained cell phone data That showed that Brian's phone Stopped connecting to the network Around 2.47 a.m. In Pullman on November 13th Before reconnecting Around 4.48 a.m. Near Blaine, Idaho Which is near the U.S. Highway 95 South Of Bosco So, cell phone data also showed that his phone utilized the cell tower near the victim's residence around 9 a.m. on November 13th, which was approximately five hours after the killings. So, he returned, he returned to to back. <gasps> the site. yes. Uh, police also obtained data that indicated that his phone pinged from the cell phone tower nearest the resident at least 12 times between June 2022 and... And November 13th.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so much in that mm-hmm. short time. Yep.
0: So investigators had additionally obtained a sample of DNA from the crime scene that did not belong to any of the victims. The DNA was found on a tan leather knife sheath on one of the victims' bed. So using a public genealogy database, authorities identified a partial match to an individual with a familial connection to Brian.
1: I just want to say, I am loving... A lot of our cases recently mm-hmm. that people have been found guilty or have been arrested Connected. because of this genealogy database. I know. Love it. Same. I mean, obviously if you've committed crimes, You're you don't want to do it. <laughs> don't give your DNA to them. Mm-hmm. But I it's awesome that something that was just for people to try to like learn more about their ancestry has literally saved it's and saved solved. so many solved yep. so many cases. I agree.
0: I think it's amazing. And Unfortunately, when it comes to family, you can't say, don't do your DNA. Yeah. Because
1: Don't do your DNA. Why? Uh, They might. (laughs) They might come after me.
0: Literally. So they trace this back to Brian and it matched DNA found on the trash that was recovered from his family's home in Pennsylvania. Because I don't know if anyone knows, but you should. Your public, your trash is public property. So once you put it into the dumpster or the trash can, Mm -hmm. the police can go through that. Yeah. So, that's how they got his DNA. So, before the arrest, investigators monitored him outside of his parents' house in Pennsylvania. He was seen multiple times wearing surgical gloves and observed putting trash in... Oh, th- my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Inside the garbage can of a neighbor. where Wearing to try gloves and then... Yes.
1: Dude. Uh, and then putting
0: your trash in a neighbor. So, hi- I'm assuming his DNA could I mean,
1: be I'm just saying, I, the guy is like super scary and shady but mm-hmm. i'm a little impressed that he was like thinking ahead i mean he was trying to get his phd in criminology so obviously he's thinking these he ways. thought of these things but you
0: are oh my god your phone dude like one rent a car and leave your phone somewhere else because exactly it that many times but like, come two, on
1: though like you're you're pretty much condensing police that you have something to do with it. You're putting your trash into your neighbor's trash can. Yes. Oh. With gloves. My Yikes. goodness. Yeah. So then,
0: obviously, they monitored him, and they found this, and they sent the those items to a lab in Idaho for testing. Authorities also said that he had cleaned his car inside and out not missing an inch so that he thoroughly cleaned his car oh my and he's doing all this in the freaking
1: public like he's not like secretly doing it he's just doing this just it. blows my mind i didn't even i did not know the extent of all this i mm-hmm. mean i've been following the case and i've been reading articles but i did not know all of this yes yeah it is he's
0: making himself look so bad so guilty so then according to authorities a search of the home where Brian was arrested revealed a knife, a pistol and a black face mask as well as ID cards inside a glove box inside a box. So they're in
1: a box inside oh of the glove box. Gosh. Yes.
0: At the time of his arrest authorities found Brian in the kitchen dressed in a shirt and shorts while wearing examination gloves and putting trash
1: into a separate Ziploc bags. bag. Get out of here. <laughs> Like, he was doing the dang thing, trying mm-hmm. to make sure that his DNA wouldn't be found yes. on anything. Oh, my it lord. It was really bad. That yeah. is, like, next level, creepy, horrible. Oh, my. Yes. That is quite literally, in my opinion, like, like, the makings of a serial killer. Oh, 100%. Jesus.
0: 100%. And, unfortunately, due to his lack of thought
1: when it comes to. Hang on. One, really quick. Where the heck are his parents when he's doing this? If my kid were in, <laughs> That's were in true. the kitchen That's true. with taking trash with surgical gloves and putting it into separate like like is something bags, something going on. I don't care if he's going to school for to get a PhD in criminology, I would be very concerned to be like, "Okay, is this for school? Like if it's for school, why are you doing this for school? Mm-hmm. What is going on?" Mhm. I would love to know the explanation he gave to his parents. I would love. Well, to I'm know. thinking
0: maybe he's doing this while they're at work.
1: Like maybe he's saying he's going to school.
0: He's not going to school, and he's staying. But home he's doing at all home this. with
1: his parents though for the holidays. Yeah, but
0: if they're I mean, at work, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: but still.
0: If they're at work not seeing any of this, well, for what their would you for think? their
1: sake, I hope they were, because I would be mortified if I caught my child putting trash into separate slip baggies I with would, gloves on. With gloves on. It'd be like yes. I'd be like, Should I sleep with my door locked tonight? <laughs> really though. Yeah, it's it is crazy. Like he
0: was giving so much indications that something was going on and he was acting so shady. It, it's really honestly crazy. So that's pretty much like what I'm up to date with. I don't. I don't think
1: anything else has come out. I've looked a little bit I here am and there. Just still like stuck on the trash thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just can't. I did not know. I knew that they arrested him in his hometown at his parents' house, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it on the news, and it was very like, oh my gosh, because it seemed like it came out of nowhere, and it did seem like like I yeah, like the media did not portray mm-hmm. the amount
0: of evidence they actually had on him. Yes,
1: because I also thought. I was like, how wow, did they just randomly how'd arrest How they randomly him? arrest this yes. guy He was in Pennsylvania? How would they even know what to do? And mm-hmm. I had no idea that yeah. he, whether well, they were more or less watching him and, like, the thing, the extent like that he was going to. Like, yeah. Oof. Yeah.
0: So he is, like we said, it's currently being, he's being prosecuted currently. Mm-hmm. He is not, he's in jail. He cannot get out of jail. He does not have bail. Um, and if he does, it's probably crazy high to the point you can't afford it,
1: mm-hmm. but I do
0: know he's in jail. He is currently being tried. I don't think there is a set date because no, this no. stuff takes a long time.
1: Yes. And I know that, um, he entered a not guilty or like his attorney entered a not guilty, but he's, he's not saying anything. The Brian Koberger, he's basically mm-hmm. staying silent. Yeah. And I do know him entering like the not guilty. Now they have to go to trial in Mm -hmm. front of a jury Mm -hmm. and everything, so it's gonna be it's gonna take a little bit of time before it hits because they have to build that. It'll probably be next year, yeah, for sure. He
0: so he was arrested on four counts of first degree murder and one felony count of burglary, and was appointed a public defender and was detained with bond at the Monroe County Correctional Facility in uh, Pennsylvania. But like I said, I think the bond has to be so large he cannot get
1: out because yes. he's still
0: in jail right now.
1: Yeah, well, and I do know too that if there are certain charges that if you are charged with certain um, crimes, you can't be let out, like for fear of um, running, running, mm-hmm. and um, also safety to the public. Yeah, I've heard. I, I've in some of the cases, it, it's like you don't. You're not even offered a bond mm-hmm. because you're the crime you're being. Um, accused of is so severe that, that you're a danger to the yeah. public so they have to keep you which
0: would make sense That's but with it, him not having a prior conviction
1: there it's yeah, a little iffy found putting trash in the separate <laughs> pack, he's, well, he's, not, sh- he's not he's not trying yet though so <laughs> uh-huh. that is just i evidence. hope the judge saw that though and was <laughs> like i think you should probably stay in jail mm-hmm. and uh, think about what you've done literally but this was in pennsylvania so he would have had to have been extradited back to where the the Idaho where the crime Mm -hmm. was committed right yes I would assume
0: because if you commit a crime somewhere else you have to be tried there you
1: can't be tried where you're from so yeah so then he was sent back to Idaho and that's where he's at now Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it should be yeah yeah and you
0: know he has come in front of the judge multiple times since then um but his trial has still not started. I
1: do know that they're, I do know they're seeking the death penalty. That was like one of the last articles that I read too, was that they came out, prosecutors said they came out and that they were going to be seeking the death penalty. So, yeah, I, but I don't think there's been a lot more that's come out since then. It's kind of crazy though, because when we're recording this episode, it's kind of like right at that one year anniversary mark Mm -hmm. of when the murders happened. Mm -hmm. So when this is being released, it's, almost the one-year mark of his arrest. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy that in that one year, he's been arrested, but there's no trial date yet.
0: Yeah, and so. I just think because there are four counts of first-degree yeah. murder, so it's going to be a while.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot they have to work through.
0: And not only that, but they also... A lot of courts are still catching up from COVID, Yeah, they're struggling to get yes. through that because of how much... Things were on pause. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's a little slower than average yep, right now, anyways. And honestly, as long as he's put away and he can't get out, I take your time. Yep. Let them yep. build a good case so they. Yep. Get
1: and I do him. think, I know that in the prosecution, they obviously can't give much information out, but they seem very confident that they have found the person that committed these murders. Well, so. yeah, they have DNA.
0: They, yes. I mean, there's a lot of evidence yes. from what even I just went over. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that is so, a crap ton.
1: I, he, this. I'm sorry, the trash thing. I just, yeah, that the, is like next level. Yes, criminology. Yes, and I mean, granted, he has a background in it. He
0: went to school for it. Yeah, and so I'll give him sense. that. But that's
1: also, honestly, but it's though, crazy. That's what makes that scary, though. That mm-hmm. somebody like that, mm-hmm. like now, I have all these questions, like why were you into that major because you're psychotic
0: and, and you were trying to get away with murder. And oh my gosh. You, you failed miserably though. I
1: will be interested though, to see what the tie is between the victims and him. Like how so, because I do know that they have said that I don't know if it ever came out that he like met the victims, but I'm thinking it's
0: him being part of the school.
1: Yes. But I want to know, like, I I want to you know these people, and yeah, and why them, mm-hmm. why these girls and and Ethan, you know, why them, what was I just, but the thing though that worries me about this case is that they'll have all the evidence against him, and that's how a jury will find him guilty. But he won't say a word, yeah. and you'll the families won't know, and no one will ever really know. Why he did Well, and if you this. watch
0: the little clips here and there of yeah. him in tr- in the courts, he, he's like smiling yes. and he looks normal, like very Ted Bundy. It very. is. It
1: is. That is the perfect person to compare him mm-hmm. to because the. He tries to act very charismatic. Mm-hmm. He tries to seem very like, oh, it couldn't have been me. Well, Look at me. Honestly, if he were not
0: connected to a murder, he's not a terrible looking person. No. Like, he's pretty typical American
1: He seems very dude. intelligent. Mm-hmm. It is 100%. Ted Bundy is the exact person, mm-hmm. too. He even's got compare the hair to. Yeah, like
0: Ted Bundy. Like, honestly, his hair looks very eyebrows.
1: similar. Yeah. And the bushy eyebrows. For real, though. Ted Bundy did it have is, bushy yes. eyebrows. Well, and he seems like the type of person that. If he were allowed to defend himself, he would try, like Ted Bundy did, because he thinks he's so much smarter mm-hmm. than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, look at me; I was getting my PhD in criminology. I'm so smart. And I'm wondering as well:
0: did does he still have a public defender, or did he hire someone? I wonder. That I don't know. I don't know either. We'll have to. Because see. I'm no offense at to this the public point, defenders, but
1: no, at this point, I feel like his family would have. Figured out a way to find an attorney for him yeah. at this point. Or honestly, I know there's probably some defense attorneys are like, hey, I'll take you. Because I want the publicity. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little, it, the
0: whole case is a little crazy. Because, like we've said, when he was arrested, it was very left field. Like,
1: it was very like,
0: why do they arrest him? Yeah I, yeah. I do.
1: I remember seeing it on the news and thinking, oh my gosh, they They arrested someone. I didn't Mm -hmm. even know that they were, like, looking at someone. Mm -hmm. But I think that that was by design because they probably didn't want him thinking for even one second that they were on to him because... They didn't want him to run. Yeah, Mm because he probably would have. He probably would have. Yeah, for sure. And this whole time, he's thinking that he's, you know, doing the dang thing. The (laughs) shit. Yes. (laughs) Dividing up his trash assets into different little baggies. Yeah, that is His poor neighbors. They're probably like... Well, and his neighbors Don't were, do that were neighbors. seeming like
0: they were shocked as well because they were interviewed a few times. And yeah. But, you know, when it comes to cases like this and they get so much coverage, Oh yeah, I think a lot of the times the neighbors come forward, they're like, oh my gosh, it I can't believe, believe this. It. It's like, really? <laughs> or they're like, I knew he was a killer yes, this whole time. Yes. I'm like, come on. No, like, you didn't. You didn't know he was. You didn't talk to him one time in your life. Right. You did not know this guy. Yeah. Yes. Cause I think that happened with Gabby Petito's oh, case. Yes, Remember, absolutely. everyone came yeah. forward and they're like, "I knew he was I shady." I knew it was him. No, you, you didn't. didn't. know. no, you freaking didn't. You didn't know. Yeah, I would. I would say the neighbors.
1: I, I don't trust that when it comes forward too. No, I would just be mortified if someone came to my door and they're like, "Yeah, uh, your neighbor's been arrested and we had to confiscate your trash because he put mm-hmm. his trash in your trash can." I'd be like. Oh my God. Yeah. I, would, I don't want you to see what's in my trash. Totally.
0: But, like you were mentioning earlier about mm-hmm. the other roommates, I have not seen much information when it comes to them. No, I
1: do know that one of the roommates um, will be testifying. Uh, but I, I think that, again, by design, I think that some of these roommates, or the two roommates, I think that they're um, being told not to talk to anybody. Oh, for sure because their testimony is going to be huge and i Mm -hmm. when the case does go to trial i do think that their testimony is going to play a huge role i mean we haven't heard anything about it for a reason so that'll be interesting to see the two surviving roommates what they remember oh those poor kids i the surviving the survivor the survival survival guilt, guilt
0: yes i cannot imagine
1: well and I'm sure too they probably kick themselves thinking like well if I hadn't been drunk or if I hadn't been drinking and I I feel so bad for them to yeah. be so young mm-hmm. and to just be living well, this so very Yes, traumatized yes yeah, like, such, it's such yeah. a carefree time yeah. when you're in college and you're off at college and you're taking all these classes and you're getting your degree. It's such a carefree time in your 20s. Yeah, you have independence
0: for like the first time. Yes. And it's fun independence because you don't have like adult independence where you're super worried about bills and this and this and this. Unless you're working for your but even but still but
1: even when you're working lot. in school you still have that different type like you said that different type of independence mm-hmm. you can you can go to work and then you can come home and you can stay up and watch TV and do whatever you Party want you and don't have your and mom and dad and telling you yes. to be quiet it's such a different type of independence yes. and you're in such a carefree time and mm-hmm. just to be robbed of it and then to be so traumatized by something like this yeah. I just not uh, that, only losing your friends
0: that. but you're also losing your innocence like yeah you you're, are you're just yeah it's sad it really mm-hmm. sucks but yeah I just thought it would be f- interesting to talk about this case because it's so big right now but it's still ongoing and there's still so much coming out there unfortunately this is one of those cases that it's like there's too much out yeah and so you lose a lot of what is correct and what is he he said she said or yep. or opinions and you know it's yep. a little it's it it'll crazy. be interesting
1: to follow it as it goes and obviously we'll release episodes like following into it as more happens. Yeah, I
0: would say we'd probably do an update when the trial comes out. Yeah, or when the verdict, um, yep. is released mm-hmm.
1: because that will be kind of go over case. all the evidence presented and mm-hmm. what was in. The yeah, because I'm sure there's more, baggies.
0: and we'll we'll find the connection more so of like how he, hopefully, how he picked them or what or like what, what happened. Was, with that.
1: Yes, what was his link to them? Because, mm-hmm. I mean there's a lot of serial killers that there's a specific reason why they choose their victims but i really just am yeah. wanting to know Well it clearly wasn't
0: random because he visited them yes. so often like he yes. had been there so many times so there's the no way it's thing, random
1: The only person and that's the thing so Kaylee wasn't even supposed to be there mm-hmm. neither was Ethan mm-hmm. So i don't think that Kaylee and Ethan were supposed to be victims at all so i want to know why Zayna and why Madison? What was his link to them? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Kaylee and Ethan, I can't say for sure that he wasn't going after them, but because Kaylee wasn't even living there anymore and Ethan was just staying with his girlfriend, I don't think that they were supposed to be there. So why those two girls? Yeah. What about them made him so enthralled that he picked them and he did this? Well, and also, was he even aware of who he
0: was killing?
1: Because I was it more so
0: just he was like, mm. like, oh, they're in this room sleeping, Maybe Let me Maybe not. You know
1: what I mean? Because there were defense wounds. Mm-hmm. So he might have even been surprised to find that there were more people there.
0: Yes. And to clear up, so if people were confused, because I think I may have been a little confused, you may have been a little confused. Mm-hmm. So when I was mentioning that Brian was a teacher assistant mm-hmm. at uh wsu mm-hmm. so idaho university is in moscow yeah idaho okay and where he was was in moscow so he was in the same city yes as them to clear that up because i feel like that might have been a little confusing oh yeah
1: he wasn't at the same university he was in the same city, city. yeah yeah yeah. So, I, I understood that yeah so yeah.
0: just to clear that
1: up in case you get a little yes, confused good place, clarification
0: that's like a good way to connect them that they were in the same city they were in the same city
1: yes that makes more sense they weren't in the same university they were in the same city good clarification so he could have
0: easily run into them at a coffee shop or the grocery store you know he could have seen them multiple times yeah especially when it comes to college towns you go to to a lot of coffee places and things like that i just
1: want to know what about
0: them these victims and how did he find where they lived
1: Yes, that's, that's just...
0: Did he use, like, some teacher those are database all, that we do Those don't know are about? all
1: things that I'm really... I know are going to come out in the trial, but mm-hmm. I'm really hoping... I'm hoping they do come out in the trial. I'm hoping that they are able to try and determine to with evidence... Because he's not going to talk. He's he's saying he's not guilty. He's not going to talk, so I'm really hoping... Well, they're not going
0: to let him talk.
1: Well, I'm hoping no. the prosecution, though, is going to be able to really look and find the evidence to give these family members mm-hmm. answers as to why.
0: So, yeah, like I said, he, just a reiterate one more time where he
1: was working was 8 miles i said i knew it was were. i knew it was close so well and i i do remember even like people coming out and saying that you know where the girls were at the the sports bar in downtown mm-hmm. like oh you know he had been he had been seen down there before As too well, like yeah. it's it was in the same city they would have obviously crossed paths at some point so well and he was fired for being inappropriate mm-hmm. and so inappropriate that hasn't i know that that hasn't come out like exactly what he did was doing hasn't. i'm mm-hmm. thinking he
0: was asking girls out so do is I. what i'm thinking i think he and he was. was trying to date them and mm-hmm. it's very frowned upon for assistants or teachers to be dating students oh yeah period yeah um that's typically a no-no. But at the same time, if he's a student himself, like, I don't see how they could have I really don't either.
1: But I'm wondering if maybe it was the way that he went about it or they how They could have said no acted. and he could have kept pursuing. Yeah. 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 So that'll sure. be interesting as well to see. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. So that's really all I have for that case. I thought it would be uh, just good to talk through yeah. a little bit and. I've, I've been interested in it, but I knew it was so big and it's kind of still going on. Yeah, so there's so much
1: information about it. and It's still so ongoing doing like an entire episode for I think it would be an injustice if we even tried to do like a whole episode because there's mm-hmm. still so much that's going to happen. And unknown. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we have some other updates too. One update is actually comes from a recent case that we covered, the zombie hunter. Uh, it's not so much of an update as they have released on Paramount+. Plus they released a documentary called Unmasking the Zombie Hunter. Oh. And just a reminder, this is the story where or the case where Brian Patrick Miller, he's currently serving a life sentence for the murders of Angela Brosso and Melanie Burnis. And his DNA was found not just on their bodies, but in their bodies. Uh, and it tied him to the case. So in this 48-hour documentary that they did on masking the zombie killer there was a producer that was actually able to convince brian patrick miller to email back and forth some correspondence miller still denies any involvement in either of these murders and when he was asked you know like how life is on death row he wrote back saying that it's very dismal and isolating and that he misses his daughter and that he is being isolated from his legal team But I would just like to remind everyone that he was found guilty for brutally murdering two women. So I personally don't care if he feels isolated. Like, Like the more isolation, the better, buddy. The email correspondence went on to ask Miller if he's so sure of his innocence, how his DNA was found on both victims. And in them. Yes. And to that, Miller wrote back that it's the million-dollar question that he hopes is answered. So I also found out that in the state of Arizona, because Brian entered in a not guilty plea and was found guilty, automatically his case will be appealed. So in the state of Arizona, if you put in a not guilty plea, and even though you're found guilty, because you are stating that you are not guilty, there will be an appeal. So oh. he will be offered an appeal for his case. And there's no... We have no idea when that's going to happen. Well, and just
0: because you can apply for an appeal does not mean you'll be approved for exactly. an
1: appeal. So he's hoping that with this appeal that he's going to be able to present more evidence, I guess. He goes on to say that it's really difficult for him to defend himself against a crime that happened dec- that happened decades ago, and he disagrees with a lot of the evidence that was presented. But again, just want to reiterate, DNA evidence does not lie. Mm-hmm. It was found inside the victims.
0: Yeah, like how did that possibly have gone there?
1: No, and it's just... Uh, and I just want to remind our listeners too that he was also found guilty for stabbing a woman on a bus in 1989, served time in juvenile detention, had a history of violence, and wrote a story outlining how he would kidnap, assault, and murder a woman someday. Clearly, dude is just like completely unhinged. Yeah. And he's just trying to, in my opinion, with the email correspondence, I think he was just trying to find a way to manipulate people into believing that I'm, look at me, I'm this poor, poor single, me. divorced mm-hmm. dad. That was just trying to live a good life. Again, that's on Paramount Plus if anyone wants to watch it. I watched it. It was really good. I'll have to watch it. One thing that um, I discovered while watching that was how they obtained his DNA evidence. Or how they obtained his DNA, I'm sorry. They never revealed how that happened. Mm. But they did in the documentary. Oh, okay. Which was kind of cool. Detective Clark Schwarzkopf, he came up with this plan to obtain Miller's DNA without him knowing that he was their person of interest. He didn't want him knowing that they were trying to get his DNA. Mm -hmm. He was really trying to keep it hush-hush. But he knew that Miller was really into that whole zombie hunter persona. So the detective approached Brian Patrick Miller, introduced himself as a security consultant, and told Miller that they were having some theft in the area and they were really hoping that maybe... Brian would be interested in helping them do some surveillance work so they played up on his ego big time and Mm -hmm. of course Brian Patrick Miller was like absolutely I would love to do this job Mm -hmm. where would you like to interview me where and when I'm there so they met up at a local Chili's restaurant to be interviewed and then on January 2nd 2015 the cold case unit went before the Brian was supposed to come, they set up the table and they were waiting behind the scenes to bag up anything that Miller touched that would have his DNA on it to use to run against the DNA found at the crime scenes.
0: Is that like legal?
1: Yeah. Wow. Public restaurant. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. So, yeah. So if you committed a crime and you take a drink out of your cup, they can take your cup without even asking you and lift DNA from it surprisingly though Miller showed up with his 15 year old daughter to this interview and that kind of like spooked detectives because they were thinking god this can't be our guy he has a 15 year old daughter and he's was great with her she was a very they said she was very respectable and it just seemed like this was a waste of a this was a waste of our time because it's not going to be him yeah but he took a drink from his water glass once he left they collected the glass they ran the results and boom that's how he was. It's crazy. Yeah, I thought it was That's something a giant rouge, man. Yeah. So when I did the case, I thought, oh, they must have like pulled a coffee cup, or the, he must have they pulled something from the trash. I didn't. I had no idea that there was this whole like sting operation that they did. Wow. So that I just thought was interesting, and um, a couple other things that I took from the documentaries that investigators also do still believe that he is responsible for Adrian Salinas' murder. Um, they're still trying to work on tying him to that, but we'll see when the time comes. Again, he is allowed an appeal for his case. He's life without parole. I don't think he's ever going to, he's, I don't, he's never going to be found guilty for anything else. I think it's always just going to kind of be that one of those, you know, it was him, but you're never really going to know for sure it was him. Yeah. So, but that was... Kind of like the update on that, because it's a lot of resources, unfortunately,
0: to try, yeah, someone. It is, and so I just don't think they'll want to put the no money into it.
1: Mm -mm. The next update was for the Doctor No case. So the Doctor No was the kind of like the infamous serial killer. This is where a lot of women who were prostitutes at truck stops they would go missing, and then their bodies were found discarded along the highways here, mostly in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, The women that went missing. They were always last seen or heard talking to a Dr. No over the um, truck radios. Yeah. So that there was a person arrested for that, Samuel Legg third, And he was charged with three counts of aggravated murder and one count of murder in Austintown. But in 2019 and in 2021, he was found incompetent to stand trial. Like, his mental state is just not there. So they had another hearing on May 23rd, 2023, actually, just this past May. And yet again, he has been found incompetent to stand trial. So he won't be reevaluated again until 2025. I don't think that he will ever be found competent to stand trial. Yeah,
0: it's been too long. His
1: mental state, they've even said, is deteriorating even more. So this one is Is just... Is he diagnosed with something? They have not come out and said. I'm like wondering if he has something. All that it said is that his, the people that have evaluated him have said that his mental state has deteriorated more and that he is in no condition to be able to stand trial. Which I'm assuming even if he did have something, they will not publicly
0: say it it because Mm -hmm. of the reason they don't want to make him more incompetent than he already
1: is. Yep. So I I, with this one, I... I don't think this case will ever fully be solved. I mean, it was huge when he was arrested because I even remember seeing, like, all over the podcast world, mm-hmm. people were like, oh, my gosh, they found Dr. No. And now it's like, mm, they might have found him. Yeah. They still think there was more than one Dr. No. Which would make sense. It, it does. when you, If you go back and listen to the case... We even talked about the theory that there was definitely more than one. It wasn't just him. I'm sure he was responsible for some of these murders because it fits the bill. There mm-hmm. is DNA evidence. But until he can stay in trial, none of that evidence can come to light. And they can't find him guilty of anything. He's just charged with it. But the more time goes on and the more his mental state deteriorates, I don't think that he's going to ever be no. on trial. Unfortunately. So if it ever does go to trial, you guys will be the first to know. But he's not reevaluated again until 2025. So we've got another year and a half before they even try to see.
0: What's even hearing a year and a half in 2025?
1: Like what? Yes.
0: How is it November? Exactly. How is it the end of the year? (laughs) Like what is going on?
1: The last update actually is about the indigenous uh, residential schools in Canada when we uh, went ahead and did that case. This one's a little shocking. It was a little shocking to me But after two years of the stories coming out and everything, um, a series of recent excavations at a lot of these residential school sites have turned up no human remains. So if you remember, they did the ground penetrating radar and there were supposed to have been hundreds and thousands of victims. Mm -hmm. And they decided at some of these sites, they're like, okay, we can do some excavation and we can find these human remains that are showing up on the ground penetrating radar and we can preserve them and we can start getting answers. It's not human remains, though. They're pulling up. It's just rocks.
0: That's not good.
1: So some academics and politicians are kind of coming out and saying, like, we're not saying that horrible things didn't happen at these schools because all these people that have come out saying their stories, they're not lying, but they are trying to say that They do believe that some of these stories of all these dead bodies and unmarked Mm graves are unproven. So it's just, I don't know. I kind of, when I was reading through the article, um, a lot of people are saying that they don't want to say that this was a hoax because that's just too strong of a word, but they do believe that people were too quick to come out and scream for justice and Mm -hmm. scream for injustice without getting all of the facts right. And then it turned into this huge thing where it's like, there are these graves and these souls that are just were buried on these grounds. And now it's turning out that that's not true. Yeah. There may be some unmarked graves, but it's nowhere near the amount that we reported in the podcast. Um, This came out in August, just this August, the beginning of the month, so this was after we even released the episode, but they kind of came out and said that there are some. They're sure that they will find some unmarked graves, but it's nowhere near what they thought. The, what yeah. they thought. So, that was just kind of the other update. Um, That's a little wild because it is.
0: I just like. Also, I'm wondering if not saying that any of this is untrue or anything mm-hmm. like that, because I'm sure the people that are coming forward went through what, what they said. Oh they yeah, went absolutely. But I'm wondering if the teachers and the nuns and stuff mm-hmm. were saying all of this to scare them.
1: Yeah. Into yes. obedience. Yeah.
0: Um, they were kind of like threatening. with yeah. Like, well, if you don't listen, this is what's going to happen to you sort yep. of thing. Yep.
1: Well, and it's because, you know, the Canadian, Canadian government has come out and said that they know horrible things happened at these schools mm-hmm. and they take full responsibility and the church even has come out and said, you know, like, this is really terrible what we did. But they wanted, you know, these grounds with all of these. They said there were all these unmarked graves and how horrible it was. And, I mean, there was this huge outcry of, you know, look at look at all this ground penetrating radar. Look at all these bodies. And then to find out that, and they had scientists that said just because it looks like it's a body doesn't mean it is, but they saw that it could have been a body and they went running with it. And they reported that there were thousands and thousands of unmarked graves. Yeah. And now it's turning out that so far not a single human remain has been pulled up when they've okay. done excavation. And this is at one school, but this is at the Kamloops. This was at one of the more I don't want to say popular but the this bigger is, one yes yeah, one of yeah. the bigger ones where people were adamant that around the grounds there were just so many um now another thing that could have happened mm-hmm. to be devil's advocate is they could have burned the bodies right well and that's what people are saying they know that things terrible things have happened they know mm-hmm. that there probably were murders that happened at these schools there's no denying that. But I think what the Canadian government kind of wants to put out there is that some of the evidence isn't supporting the narrative that has been put around the world for several years. Mm -hmm. And I just think that um, the Canadian government, I don't know, I kind of feel bad for them because they have to be really careful what they say Mm -hmm. because they try to say like, well, this didn't actually happen. Then you have all these people, all these victims that are saying, it did happen. You weren't there. How do you know? Yeah. Now you're trying to silence us again. When really what I think they're trying to do is just say, we know horrible things happened, but we need to kind of change the narrative because it wasn't to the extent that you guys say it was. Mm -hmm. But then the indigenous people, I don't blame them. They're thinking, who cares what extent it was to? It was still still horrific what happened. So... Right now, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, controversy with that because Justin Trudeau he wants to continue doing excavation. Other people are like, no, there's nothing there. I don't think we should do it at all. I think that people can believe what they want to believe, but the evidence shows that there's no bodies, so we need to back off. It's just very. I think
0: honestly, what it comes down to is, well, I would. Personally, rather my tax money to be paid for this stuff, and then it not be true than to have to make these people wonder mm-hmm. the rest of their lives. Like, what if my family member is there? What if my child was there? Well, you and I, I mean? think
1: one thing that the Canadian government did is they pledged three hundred twenty million dollars to fund more research, and then they also pledged forty billion dollars to Dang. pay towards the First Nations. Uh, claim settlements so I think this is their way of saying we're going to quit doing excavation because we're not finding anything but here's what we can try to do to help you with what happened we can mm-hmm. do more research we can do more settlements and some of course though people are like we don't want your money we just want you to do your job it's mm-hmm. just right now it's it's very touchy in Canada they're not They, as of right now there are no excavations in any of the burial sites. They're not allowing it because no bodies have been found in the excavations that they have done. So they refuse to continue and do more. That is so And a lot of the indigenous people are, they're rightfully, they're very angry. And the way they look at it is just because you didn't find it in one place doesn't mean that you should just stop. But the way that the government's looking at it is, we did the ground penetrating radar like you wanted to. You guys all said there were thousands and thousands of bodies. Yeah. We looked in one spot. We haven't found a single body where there's supposed to be like hundreds. Yeah, but I would, I would agree with the
0: indigenous people. Like, so you looked in I. one spot. Come on. Yes. If but you, if you were telling me you looked in 10 spots, it would be a little more understanding. Yeah.
1: yeah. But you looked in just one. Yeah. What if we were wrong? So, if, like, things, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. I know in my episode, I said that, you know, once they start doing excavation, we'll keep you guys posted. Well. They did excavation. They're not doing it anymore. As of right now, there are absolutely no plans to continue excavation at any of the sites. So Dang. that's just kind of the update on that one. Not kind good. of made me a little sad when I read it. That because I just I feel like the indigenous people are probably like, "Are you kidding me?" Like now they not they're not going to believe anything we say. Now they're not going to do anything for us. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what the government, like I said, they're trying to tread very lightly. But that's basically what they're doing for sure. So. So that's pretty much all the updates we have
0: for our prior cases as of right now. Obviously, we always are very hopeful and excited when we do see an update just due to the fact that, obviously, more information, the better, because the more information, the more likelihood that something will be done. Mm -hmm. Um, As of right now, with our older, older cases, there isn't much to update. But, you know, there are – we thought about these – episodes where we could do kind of not a full case but kind of talk about popular cases or a big case that just was solved the other day was the mm-hmm. um holloway case natalie holloway
1: yes and that was a big um, yeah
0: case and i thought we could kind of like gently talk about it but not fully do a case on it mm-hmm. you know th- sort of things like that let us know if you guys like these episodes yeah. we think they're
1: um or if you there's any cases that have you guys have seen in the news that you're like hey Let's talk about this one. It can
0: even be solved. It doesn't yeah. have to be an unsolved case. Uh, but we do appreciate you guys listening, and we thank you for listening to Crime Connections. If you would so kindly please follow, share, and go like us on Facebook at Crime Connections or follow us on Instagram at Crime Connections Pod. You can also join the new discussion board of these cases on our discussion Facebook page at mm-hmm. Crime Connections Podcast Discussion Board. If you have any news tips or cases you want us to look into, like we said, they don't have to be solved cases and they Mm -hmm. don't have to be new cases or old cases. They can really be anything. Yeah. Please email us or DM us. We love hearing from you guys. Thanks guys. Thanks.